Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is a place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast, where we have the whole crew again. Uh, Dr. Steph, how are you doing? Fantastic. And Dr. Nick, the high schooler, looking all fresh and cut and clean. How are you doing? What's up? <laughs> I'm naked now. <laughs> just his face. Just his face. <laughs> Sorry, totally inappropriate. Dr. Marissa, how are you doing? I'm doing great today. <laughs> Have any of you out there ever known anybody or yourself who has had problems with shin splints? Those irritating, whether it's on the bone or anything on the foot, or excuse me, on the shin that just irritates you with running or walking or all the above. Today we're attacking it. What is shin splints or what are they? Dr. Nick, help me out. Uh, shin splints. Shin, shin, shin splints. Yes. Are uh, some pain on the inside of the tibia, which is the bone, one of the main bones in the lower half of your leg. Mm. And who, who gets them, you guys? What would you say in general? I would say most of the people I've seen with shin splints are runners or soccer players or people who are running a lot. Mm. Runners. Yeah. Sometimes runners. jumping as well. Notorious, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So jumpers, so people who have impact, yeah. right? Yeah. Their foot contacts the ground several times, several thousand reps or mm-hmm. it's is it force or reps or both? Ooh, both. Right? Probably both, but yeah. I think reps yeah. probably are have a bigger contributing factor as well as the surface you're running on. Okay. So we so in general we're saying, okay, so jumpers, um, runners, uh, or ex- people who walk for an extended period of time. We have a lot Ooh, of military yeah, that yeah. we yeah, that military. we help, and and they're on long rucks. Yeah, a lot of right. A lot of weight, but reps of just that's not even impact, right? That's just weight bearing over a long course of reps, uh, but with uh, increased weight on them, obviously. Okay, so uh, how does someone know if they have shin splints? What are what are common symptoms? What do you think, uh, Dr. Morrison? I would say any sort of pain on the inside of your your shin. Uh, generally, it's on like the distal or the the, the third of your shin that's closest to the ground, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of it can be described as like a burning, an aching, a sharp pain, um, and it usually is is worsened with with impact or with walking or anything where you're using your your ankles. Have you guys ever had shin splints? I have, Doctor Stan. Back in another life, when I was a runner. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, a very I, good one, by the way. No. Very good. I, very good. Uh, yeah, I had B1 shin splints um, one track season, and it was it was rough. It lasted with me the whole track season. I didn't know at the time what to do about it, so I just ran through it, and it kind of wow. Yeah, it really? mm-hmm. So wait, did you not treat it yourself? Like you didn't, I didn't do any? No, I didn't do anything. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you're listening, that is the one thing I will tell you right now. One of the easiest things you do is don't run through it and treat it. Whether that's YouTube, our podcast, anything to help you out. Just some of the basic fundamentals of, and we'll get to this, but stretching or rolling or whatever you do, just addressing it and, and treating it is step one. Um, okay, so you, you had shin splints, just ran through them. Um, what did they feel like? Uh, like what Marissa said, it was just like a, a real deep ache, sometimes sharp pain. Um, as the season continued on, it got worse and it would happen the first step out of the bed. Mm. But most of the time it was, um, like just while I was running. So with every step, it was like the, the impact made it hurt. If I was off my feet, no pain. Yeah. As soon as I impacted, that's when it hurt. 
So you could walk, get out of bed, and everything mm -hmm. else was yep. fine. Yep. But the minute that you left the ground. It was the minute my foot hit the ground. Got it. Mm -hmm. Dr. Nick, anything? You ever had them? You're a runner. Had You're a runner, right? Uh, yeah, I run occasionally, sometimes here and there. Yeah, with no shins. Sometimes more than others. Uh, yeah. What about you, Dr. Rose? I had them all through college track. Wow, look oh, at this. Yeah. Two track athletes. So you I'll did pole ball and? Pole ball and 400, 800. Okay, so you're a definite runner. Okay, so um, again, same similar symptoms? Similar symptoms, yeah. It was just like a sharp shooting pain upon impact taken off the ground for the jump. On the yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, some people feel burning. Some people feel this dull ache that just doesn't go away, mm -hmm. right? It's just there. You can always feel it. You're aware of it. And I, and I feel that when you have them, that it's kind of, you don't even know if they're gone or not. It's just this mm -hmm. symptom that you're like, you're always aware of. It. It's just yes. tender and yeah. it doesn't really truly go away until you have complete rest or you mm -hmm. get it addressed or whatever it may be. I but it affects your psyche too. It like does. You're afraid to really take off against the ground and it, it's, yeah. as an athlete, that kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how do you know if it gets into like a higher level, like a stress fracture? Yeah, I think if you're, if you're getting pain with things that didn't previously give you pain, you're getting kind of further down that, that stress mm. fracture road or... Mm. Um, if you wake up in the morning after resting the whole night and your shins are already hurting before you've even stepped on the ground out of bed. Yeah. Um, I, I, go ahead. I, I think I that... I will say, a, so there is a big difference between shin splints or, or something, and we'll kind of get into the anatomy um, about what's going on there, but they're very, very different than a stress fracture in the or shin stress itself. Reaction. Right? Or stress reaction yeah. in the shin itself. And they um, require two different... Uh, treatments. And so it's really important if you think you might have a stress fracture or a stress reaction going on in your shin versus typical shin splints, see a professional because it's good to get that um, diagnosed. Yeah. Whether we bring, it, bring out our tuning fork here at Sports Performance sure. or um, you see a physician. And, and there's there's definitely a gradient, right? So for mm -hmm. some people, it starts off as true, uh, you know, quote-unquote shin splints. But basically, it could be a muscular problem, like a tendon support, so you just don't have the strength. Or is it truly that your bone is the main influence? And that's there's the, it's a very detailed evaluation that goes along with that. But ultimately, if the bone is the problem, it becomes a stress reaction first, mm -hmm. which is just the bone being bruised. Imagine hitting your shin against a hard, like a coffee table. You know what that feels like, that zing, right? So that bone is bruised. And even the next day you feel it. You're like, oh my goodness, I can't even touch it. That's like a stress reaction. It's just a bruise to the bone. And then it becomes a fracture when that bruise, you keep hitting the same coffee table over and over and over again and just becomes the bone becomes very sensitive and, and brittle and um, you actually have a fracture through that bone. So that is definitely the spectrum. Um, so it, going back to like shin splints and also referred to as, now I don't want to mess this up. Medial tibial stress syndrome. MTSS. So whether you Google shin splints or medial tibial stress syndrome or stress reaction or stress fracture, these are all very similar. Uh, what do you guys do for them? Dr. Nick, what, how do you manage them? How do you, how do you treat these, these symptoms, clients with this? Uh, let's talk about treatment. I think the first a uh, big thing you can do is activity modification for these people because it's usually about um, an activity that they got them, whether it's an increase in running volume, duration, or intensity. Um, one of the things you can do is just modify. You can cross-train. Um, you can change shoes as well. And not one of our other questions, um, <clears throat> modifying your uh, education and modifying is one of the first rules that I would go to with someone. 
Doc, what do you think? Um, I'd say I'm definitely from the, the load monitoring standpoint as mm -hmm. well. Um, so an immediate, probably about 50% reduction in your foot contacts on, wow. on the ground. Um, but then also implementing some posterior tib strengthening. So mm -hmm. that's one of the muscles in your lower limb that's not usually super strong when it comes to um, shin splints. So kind of the activity modification and strengthening approach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think the, the first thing you're saying is really just if you just decrease the amount of stress, right, right from the beginning. Yeah. Gosh, I am such a fan of, I like pain reduction immediately. So I'm a, and, and anybody who's ever seen me as performance, I'm manual based and I like to go uh, attack tissue. And, and what I mean by that is really dig into some of the problem areas, you know, because of the psyche, because of that, that tissue is so painful. Sometimes you almost have to calm that down first and then as well as you do the load, load monitoring. But I, I really think that, uh, you know, rolling or tissue work or if you have somebody you work with, those type of things, I think the tissue is inflamed and therefore you have to calm that down. If it's a bone issue, I'll still work on, you know, getting that opened up and, and decreasing the muscle spasm and everything else around it. But um, you got to get that pain down. I think the load monitoring is a long term. I like the short term with that. Uh, is Do you have to stretch it, Dr. Steph? I mean, is it something that you do? I mean, what other things are you going to be doing? Dr. Marissa said strengthening. Uh, the question on uh, stretching, that's actually a good one. Sometimes stretching provides relief just because, you know, it, it, you're like, oh, that's mm -hmm. targeting the area that yeah. hurts. Yeah. Um, so I think sometimes that feels good. Um, usually, though, I really think it's an overuse problem that comes, starts with the foot. So what Dr. Nick said about, you know, changing out your footwear, making sure you have proper um, support yep. and you're hitting the ground appropriately. So maybe a little bit of a running gait analysis. Hmm. And I'm 100% with you. I like to go, dig in manually and um, kind of find those knots and those tight spots hmm. in the muscle that's attached to the back part of the shin that's the problem area. That's where it's coming from. Yeah. And, and I'm going to kind of go off of that onto a different topic. But if you... If you have this medial tibial stress syndrome or shin splints, uh, do you? Some people have very flat foot, and some people very have a very high arch. And there's a different reason on why people have these yes. shin splints according to that. So you, yes. it's, we're generalizing, right? But yeah. we haven't even mm -hmm. talked about categorizing these people. If you have a flat foot, one of the easiest ways to tell if you have a flat foot or a high arch is put your feet in water somewhere, whatever it may be, and then go onto concrete and. Just see it the shape of your foot and then remove yourself from that concrete and you have now this outline of your foot. If your foot like looks like an oval, that's a very flat foot. You have a lot of foot <laughs> contacts the ground and you remove that. It looks like truly like an oval. It's just a flat foot. All your foot surface hit the ground. Now, if you lift it and it just looks like the edge or the border of the outside of the foot is on there, that's a high arch because the arch or the, the inside of the foot is not contacting the ground. So I think that there's different reasons on why people have them, right? But, you know, people who are set up for failure uh, or are going to have a hard time are going to be the people with the high arch, right? Because what happens is the body doesn't know how to absorb force. And, and so they're, they're just at a high 
high risk. And and Dr. Steph, I know you personally. I know those feet. And they're super high and they're just built to not absorb force. And so that's a different treatment style. And somebody who's flat-footed might be a strengthening issue or whatever it may be. But just so you know, guys, that, that this is not truly just a catch-all and how do you try to manage sin splints. You don't just ice it and stretch it and strengthen it and you're good. You have to figure out the why. But, you know, in, in the end, um, we still do manage, uh, you know, flare-ups very similarly. It's just the long-term management. So if we talk about the acute side, like I said, I, I'm all about the manual work. I think that we calm it down. Dr. Nick, how do you... How do you calm down an acute flare-up, somebody who's really, really flared up? Uh, I, I would go straight after the tissue, just like you and Seth, mm. Dr. Steph as well. Mm. Go in there, get the calf and the soleus loosened, get yeah. into the posterior tip, get that loosened. I'd work on some ankle joint mobilizations, um, even in the whole lower extremity into the quad, hamstrings, and glutes. Yeah. Absolutely. Dr. Russ, what do you got? Yeah, uh, right around the same thing, but I like to also get into the foot, uh, especially the tiny little muscles of the feet. Maybe for people with flat feet aren't super super active when they're running. Uh, I'm actually going to suggest shin uh, compression sleeves. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Mind-blowing. They're not a long-term fix, but they're sometimes a quick fix if you just need to get that race this weekend. You know, they'll, they'll... Provide a little bit of relief. Hmm. Yeah, uh, that's actually one of the pearls that you should get from this podcast. I think that's huge. I think not enough people have them. They feel great. There's just enough compression to help that feel better. So if you're not doing that, some of those uh, shin guards really, really help. So how long do acute flare-ups last? What would you say? This is an overuse issue. I think you can go on until you get it treated or until the season's over. Whoa. It can it can last that long. That was my case. Wow, Doctor Marissa, same thing. I'd say about the same until you change something about what you're training. Then it's just going to keep getting flared up. um, Stick around. Mm -hmm. So then, how do you prevent? How do you prevent that from coming back? So say you do get rid of it. How do you prevent it from coming back around? Same way you treated it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, smarty pants. How do you How do you do that? (laughs) Uh, I think addressing the footwear and addressing the running gait is like. The best way to prevent it from returning. Shin splints? Yeah. Oh, too easy. Yeah, uh, I would add in that you're starting to track your mileage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, yes, you're, if you're a runner, uh, yeah, your minutes are your mileage and not going over an increase of 10% per week mm-hmm. max. Even for and that's hard for runners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. What about footwear? Is that like, are we, we just going to say everybody wear hokas? No. I'm sorry, that wasn't an advertisement for Hoka or anything. <laughs> with the reason why we bring it is just because people are Hoka crazy right now, and, and I think they're great, but we're not advertising for them by any means. We just have a lot of clients who are wearing them. Um, okay, so uh, do you, does it matter the type of shoe wear? It does, yes. but not everyone is going to require the same shoe. Yeah, so that, that's a hard question to answer over a podcast. You got it. You have to go see somebody, and, and whether that's a really good running local running store, whatever it may be, or do a lot of reviews, but I don't advertise one one shoe for everybody by any means at all. So, And changing out your shoe wear with your mileage. Right. Oh, shoes aren't made that's right. Forever. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Five hundred miles or six months, whichever comes first. Yeah. Oh, true. I like that. Okay, so that's a really good uh, overall um, kind of guideline to be able to do that. I mean, ultimately, these shin splints are um, th- these are going to be long term for some people. But really, honestly, if you can get in to see somebody to help you manage these and figure out the why, then you don't have to focus just on the what and how to do it. So you know, all in all, guys, just you know, 
it might be your shoe wear, it might be your foot type, it might be your running volume, it might be changing up a small thing on how you run. There's so many variations to this, but the one thing we will say is don't just sit through it and uh, try and run through it. Correct. I would say confidently 107% it never works. It just doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't. You're really good at at 107%. So uh, <laughs> from the crew at Sports Performance, guys, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, we'll be back with more Knowledge Bombs for you next time. See you guys. Bye. Later. See ya. <laughs>